It's your weekly family fun on the Mutual Audio Network with Saturday Story Circle. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. And now, Dakota Ring Theatre presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hunts the most dangerous game of all, traitors, saboteurs, and criminals that would destroy our way of life. Aided by that fearless fighting female known only as the Flying Squirrel, he fights for freedom and justice, that all who would oppose him may feel the wrath of the Red Panda! This episode, Flying Blind! Quite a night, isn't it? If you say so. Is something wrong? What, uh, what makes you ask? It's a crisp fall evening. The city lights hang below us like a tarnished jewel. We've enjoyed a brisk run over the rooftops, beat up two purse snatchers, and handed Kid Chaos his hat before he was even entirely sure what his own master plan was. What's not to like? Not a thing. It's a perfect night on the town. And the flying squirrel I know would normally eat it with a spoon, so I ask again, is something wrong? You don't know, do you? No, I don't, which is rather what provoked the question. Since you put that cowl on for the first time, has there ever been such a perfect night as this? No. No, there never was. They were brilliant and bloody and beautiful, and I loved every single one of them. But there never was one quite as perfect as this. Having some trouble with tenses, I see. Look at you, grinning like a madman. And when you're darn good and ready, I suppose you'll tell me why you aren't. Look at me. Dear me, this does sound serious. Red Panda, will you look at me? What is it? It's been easy so far. Has it? It gets harder now. It does? I'm not sure there's any way to prepare for it. Squirrel, what in blazes are you talking about? I love you, Gus. I always will. But this is just a dream. And it's time to wake up. Squirrel? Squirrel! Take it easy. Thought we'd lost you there for a moment. It's all right, I'm a doctor. Do you know where you are? No? All right, no need to rush. Let's start simple, shall we? How about your name? I... I don't remember. They dropped him in the yard like a sack of potatoes right after inspection. Two SS men. They went up to the Commandant's hut, but some of our boys, whose German is better than mine, seem to think the fellow won't be staying with us long. Is he hurt that badly? Doc Keller seems to think he'll pull through, though he looks like he's been through hell. No. I mean that the Krauts that brought him in seem to think he's on a short rest stop, due to transfer out. We're all due to transfer out, sir. They've had us in this dulag for two months now. Yes. I think we've overwhelmed the hospitality of our hosts somewhat, Captain Parker. I would have expected they'd have split up the officers and the men by now. This was never meant to be much more than a transfer camp. 
I've been reluctant to commit resources to an escape committee when we could all be put on trains any day now. Sir, if you're ready to take the brakes off and escape, my team and I have a few ideas on the subject. I'm sure you do, Parker. I know you can't tell me what this mission of yours was, or why it was less of a senseless waste than anything else that happened at Dieppe, but you do understand that the purpose of escape is to harry the enemy, make him waste his resources looking for you. There's no hope of completing your original mission. Colonel, if just one of my men can make it back to England, we might just do more than pester the Nazis. I know it's risky. But it'll be twice as difficult later. At ease, Captain Parker. I appreciate your zeal. Indeed, that is part of what I wanted to talk to you about. Sir? Parker, a little over a week ago, or so our Commandant tells me, Hitler signed an order by which any and all Allied commandos are not to be taken prisoner, but turned at once over to the SS and presumably put to death. What? That monster. Yes. Well, that really wasn't any secret, was it? This man that was brought in today, he may be on his way to such a fate. Or he may be a soldier who's been at large since the raid. Two months at large? Possible. But doesn't seem likely. No, it doesn't. His uniform says that he's a lieutenant in the Calgary Highlanders. But no one seems to recognize him or recall his name. For that matter, neither can he. This is also, of course, possible, but unlikely. What seems more likely to me is that he is a spy. I would like to ascertain if he's one of ours or one of theirs. I'm not sure how much I can help you, sir, but I'll try. Learn what you can, Parker. You may not be a secret agent, but you're the closest thing we've got in this camp. But be careful. If he rumbles that you and your men were an independent unit, the Krauts may apply the commando order to your team retroactively. They can't do that. Like to tell them that, would you? For all I know, they know already. This whole camp is like a chatterbox. The Commandant may be a kraut, but he's a soldier. And a gentleman in his own way. Those SS men who came in today are of a very different cut. Swine. Be careful. Are you ready? Ready, sir. Try not to upset him. He's very weak. If you say so, Doctor. I appreciate your skepticism, Colonel. But I find it difficult to believe that the Germans would inflict that kind of torture on their own man. He might have been one of us once, Doctor, and been broken. Perhaps Captain Parker will be able to help us find out. How are you, Lieutenant Flynn? Who is that? Your tags say that you are George Flynn. Don't you remember? No. Do you remember anything? Leave me alone. Okay. Sorry. I know this is hard. But we really are just trying to help. My name's Parker. Parker. Captain Andy Parker. Parker. Parker! Take it easy. Please, Flynn. Do I know you? I back down. That's an order. I thought I... thought I knew you. That face. You're August Fenwick. Thought I knew you. You know this man, Parker? Parker. Is he an agent of some kind? Thought... I knew you. No, sir, Colonel. Uh, not exactly. Saw you... in the corner... of my eye. He's passed out again. I told you it was too soon. Well, Parker, is he one of ours? Sir, I didn't... Well, that is... 
I didn't even know he'd joined up. But this is August Fenwick, a society bird from Toronto, rich as they come, and about as far as you can get from a commando. Take it easy, Lieutenant. The doc said you could take in the air. He didn't say you could do it on your own. Just lean on me. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Not used to needing help, are you? I suppose not. <laughs> sure. Big guy like you can take care of himself, whatever Cap says. But those rats worked you over something good. Maybe for a long time. Just be patient. Watch your step here. Not much to look at, is it? Just mud and a fence. It's cold. You want to go back in? No. I like it. See? I know a tough guy when I meet one. Come on. We'll circle the huts a couple of times. Good thing you like it cold. Got a feeling it's going to be a long winter. You got a name, sir? Did he tell you to ask? He who? Your captain. Yeah, he did. But he didn't mean nothing by it. Captain Parker is a right guy, you'll see. They say my name is Flynn. That ain't what the captain says. He says your name is Fenwick. Strange. You would think that one or the other would seem familiar. Well, if you're supposed to be Flynn, my advice is be Flynn. At least for now. Krauts get you picked for a spy, you'll be... Well, I guess you know. <laughs> Anyhow, Cap will work it all out. You think very highly of your captain. He's saved my bacon too many times not to. And yet here you both are. Yeah, well, nobody's perfect. I'm Kirby. Private Kirby, if you take that kind of thing seriously. Robert, if you don't. Guards! No, no, hey, Lieutenant, that's not what you do. Hey, you too. You don't try and hide your face. You don't try and look away. It makes them think you're up to something, sir. Sir, you too. Get back here. I don't know what they did to you, but you're going to get us... I said stop. Okay, okay. Nothing to see here. Just showing the new kid around, okay? You speak German? What? What are you talking about? Since when do you speak German? You're off your head. I'm speaking English. What are you trying to pull? You're a spy. No, hey, don't. Ace, get down. Sir, no, wait. <laughs> Holy cats. You tossed him... You toss him around like a doll. i never seen anything like... Except... Hey, what are you doing? Just a minute. We have to go. When they find him... Oh, jeez, we'll be shot. No. What are you doing to him? Look at me. Forget. For... Forget. Forget. And sleep. 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 Lieutenant Flynn, what did you just do? I have no idea. This is bad, Ace. You really think so, Captain? What is that supposed to mean? I send you out to have a quiet word with our mystery millionaire, and you let him KO one of the guards. Were you even listening to my story, Andy? Ace, even when it's closed-door meeting, it's Captain, all right? At ease, Mac. We've got bigger fish to fry right now. I've got to tell the Colonel. Captain, wait! Wait! We've been wasting time trying to get the unit in here on your say-so when that guard comes he to... He won't remember a thing. You gotta hit a guy real hard to scramble his brains, Ace. And you can never be sure. I know what I'm talking about, Tank. 
The way he fought out of the blue like that? It could only be one guy. One... You aren't serious. The Red Panda? He said sleep, and the guy went out. Guy had just been punched in the head. And he called me Ace, but I told him Robert Kirby. He heard somebody else say it. No, he never did. I swear. Come on, Cap, you gotta believe me. What you're talking about is fantasy, Ace. You think I haven't had the same dream? The Chief comes riding to our rescue half a world away? This is a bad time to start believing in dreams. It'll get somebody killed. So how come I could understand the crowd? Plain as day it was. And he thought I was speaking German. I never heard the chief doing anything like that. No, but but he's got mind powers, don't he? And maybe they're not working right. Like, like he's stuck on automatic after what the Krauts did to him. It does look kind of to be the right size, I guess. Never can quite remember when it comes to the chief. Me neither. I always guessed that was something he did on purpose. See? Mind powers. All right. That's enough. For the record, I don't believe a word of it, but we'll wait and see. In the meantime, not a word to anybody. I'll brief Joe and Eddie tomorrow, but this is strictly our ears only. Even a suspicion of this is enough to get our new friend killed. That appears to be a foregone conclusion, Captain Parker. Colonel, I didn't... No, you didn't. A guard was found behind one of the sheds, a little bruised, but none the worse for wear. Apparently, the man doesn't remember a thing. Colonel, You I may as well let me finish. The Commandant seems less surprised by all this than you might expect. Seems his most important guests here have no doubt at all who is responsible. Your man Flynn, or whoever he is. The Commandant advised me the man is being put on a train in the morning. No! That's enough, Private. Actually, it isn't. The Commandant respects certain conventions of war that seem to have passed some of his countrymen by. He asked me to advise you, Captain Parker, that you and your men are to be put on the same train. As I feared, your status was well known to our hosts. You are to pack your things and be ready to depart at dawn. I objected, of course, but the Commandant can do nothing more than I. By the authority of the Commando Order, you and your men are now property of the SS. You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from DecoderingTheater.com. Do you ever sleep? From time to time. Can I sit down? It may not be a free country, but this boxcar ought to be an exception. Thanks. You look better. I feel better. Though in fairness, I don't have much to compare to. Right. I wasn't aware that you were speaking to me. What gave you that impression? The fact that seven of us have been on this train for days, and this is the first time that you've tried. This is my unit. My men. I'm responsible for them. How is that working out so far? Bad enough. But not so bad that it didn't get worse when you arrived. That sounds fair. Though I don't believe I booked you or your men on this train. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I haven't ruled anything out. I can't help you much there, Parker. Captain Parker. Of course. 
Military formality doesn't seem to come naturally to me. It doesn't come naturally to anyone. You don't seem to have learned it. Or it fell out of my head when the Nazis bashed my brains in. Is that what happened? I don't know. I don't know anything. I know you don't trust me. Can you give me one good reason why I should? How do you make us understand them? I don't. I'm not doing anything. Don't be stupid. When you're around, it sounds as if they're speaking English, and they understand every word we say. Every time the train stops, my team has to clam up for fear of being shot as spies. I don't care what the trick is. Just stop it. Will you listen to yourself? You're as bad as Kirby. He told you who he thinks you are? I told him not to do that. He gave me a story right out of a pulp novel. He's too old to believe in that kind of bunk. You're the richest man in Toronto. You own at least one newspaper. You expect me to believe you've never heard of the Red Panda? I've never heard of August Fenwick either, or George Flynn. This mystery man. Kirby says that he... and you, that all of you... Private Kirby ought to know better than to talk to someone I don't trust. He trusts the Red Panda. You aren't the Red Panda. No, I'm not. But if Kirby and the others think you are, they'll listen to you and not to me, and that could get us all killed. Is this why you waited until they were all asleep before speaking to me? Yes. Fair enough. I expect us all to die quite soon, Captain. By my estimates, we are about 40 miles outside of Berlin, and no, I don't know how I know that. But I do know they haven't brought us to the belly of the beast for any reason we are likely to appreciate. In what time remains to us, I will call you Captain and Sir if it helps you. And if I can do anything to persuade Private Kirby that I am not a masked champion of any kind, I will attempt to do so. Is that fair? Lieutenant Flynn, I think we understand each other. Well, let's not get carried away. Sir. Five days. Five days in these catacombs, and they haven't even asked us so much as a question. <laughs> I'm not complaining. Well, me either, Tank. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> Might not have long to wait. Somebody coming? Krauts are opening the other cells. There's the captain, and that lieutenant. Remember, keep your mouth shut when that one is around, or the Ratsies will understand every word we say. Craziest thing i ever seen. Uh-huh. We both know that's not true. All right, out! Both of you! Come on! They don't seem to be very happy to see each other, do they? Not a word to say to your friends, little men? All of you reunited, yes? Don't tease the animals. Why not? They got worse than that coming. He says not to, that's all. Maybe you'd like to tell them different? Von Schlitz? Is he here tonight? Maybe later. This is just an opening act. The real show is tonight. Come on, all of you, down the hall. That's it. Idiots. Are there supposed to be seven of them or six? I don't really care. The thorn won't leave enough to fill a hat box. <laughs> the blue thorn is out there? And me stuck down this hole. Bye-bye, little men. Play nice with the plants. Mac, check that door. Seal tight, Captain. Why would they bring us into a dead end and seal it shut? And who was that they were talking about? The Blue Thorn? 
I think we're about to find out. Cap, that wall ahead. It's moving. It's opening. What is this? Whatever lies beyond that wall, Captain, it is serious enough that our hosts want several feet of steel between it and them. Joe, Eddie, try and hold those gates shut. No good, Andy. They got some kind of motor. Too strong. Get back here. Get behind me. What is that? What's out there? Sounds like a crowd in a fight. Or a hockey game. I'm pretty sure it isn't a hockey game. Cut the chatter, boys. Captain. What is it? The back wall, sir. The one we just came through, it is moving. He's right, Cap. It's moving toward the open door. It's going to push us right out the other side. Into that crowd. Captain, if I may, if there is a crowd of Nazis beyond that door, I would rather walk through it than be pushed. We don't know what's out there, Lieutenant. Yes, sir. Permission to find out. Go. Boys, tighten up behind him. I want to be able to back him up. With what? Be a man, Ace. We can't live. Might as well look good dying. Yeah. Yeah, I'll buy that. Lieutenant, what is it? What's out there? I think things are rather worse than we thought, sir. Worse? How could they be? Holy smoke. What is this place? Like a coliseum. Look at all them Ratsies in the stands. Officers, all of them. Mostly SS, I think. And skirts. Not too bad, some of them. Focus, McDonald. What do they expect us to do? Do they expect us to fight? Actually, I think they expect us to die. What is that? And here he is, ladies and gentlemen. He was once the terror of Warsaw. A master criminal. Now he fights for your amusement. Half-man, half-plant. Here to destroy the enemies of the Reich. For your kind applause, please welcome the Blue Thor. I think I hate this. What do we do? What do we do? Captain. Tank, back. Stay in tight on my flank. Joe, Eddie, Ace, get to some of that larger debris and try to find some kind of cover. I think it can fire those thorns, but if it does, they should be tough enough to pierce its hide. Grab what you can. Captain? Do it. Captain, you get around behind and try to get in close. The back of the neck looks like a weak spot from here. Anything else? Yes. Try not to die. Look out! Now! Go now! Lieutenant, how did you get out of your cell? Captain Parker, I don't keep saying I don't know to annoy you. If I think about these things too much, I can't do them at all. But I saw the lock out of the corner of my eye, and it suddenly seemed so simple. Where are the guards? Dead. And before you get cross, I didn't do it. But that is why I came to get you. There is a proposition on the table, and I think you ought to hear it. Me? Why? Because you're in charge. After the way you handled that plant man... We handled that plant man. Yeah, that's nice. After the way you handled that plant man, suppose... Suppose I think that maybe I was wrong. And maybe Ace was right. I can't lead these men, Captain. I don't know them. I don't know myself. I've pretty clearly had some training, but by whom and for what? Even if I was this magic man you all seem to believe in, what good would it be if I can only find him by accident? I can't be who they need, Captain. Only you can. 
And today, that means you'll have to make a very strange decision. All right, then. Let's go. Great Scott! Who are they? The glowing one says her name is Dr. Elizabeth Grace. Dr. Grace, Captain Parker. I don't know the other two. She must have let them out while I was talking to you. Yes, she did. Just to see if I could, really. You see, most of me is still in my cell. Most of you? There was a small accident with an experimental power supply. I now exist as a quantum event. Some call me Schrodinger's cat. You're American, aren't you? That supervillain. Labels. The Nazis have been kidnapping villains from around the world for ages. Some they indoctrinate, some they subjugate, and some are just a little too much trouble. They locked me in a cage that was deemed utterly inescapable, and for a time it was. But when your lieutenant opened his cell door, there became the very, very slightest possibility that I would escape. And so part of me already had quantum event. Do you understand what she's saying? Not a word. What about your friends? Monique Devereaux, known as Plastique. Can you guess why? You... You can stretch like the India Rubber Man. You know the Rubber Man. I dated him for a while, you know. We looted half of Paris together one springtime. After what you did to the Sorn, I knew you were no ordinary soldiers. That's why they moved your cages from the Christian side over to the lions. But you will die tonight. Why is that? Because they will give you to him. And who is he? He's a golem. A man of clay, created by certain rabbis of great power to protect their people. And no, I don't know how I know that. The golem destroys everything they send against him, don't you, darling? I am the only one that can keep him calm. Then you must be... I think I have enough problems without you broadcasting the fact that I'm Jewish. Thank you very much. The Nazis have overrun your country, kidnapped you, and forced you into gladiatorial combat. How could it possibly be worse? Remember where you were when you asked me that. If we could focus just a little. The point is, Captain Parker, that buried beneath the very heart of Nazi power are more than a hundred superpowered beings that desire nothing more than freedom and revenge. There have been attempted escapes and even revolts before, but they were unfocused and collapsed quickly. With the leadership of you and your unit... There is a very good chance that this revolution will succeed, and therefore, to some extent, it already has. Quantum event? Quantum event. You're very handsome. I feel somehow it is extremely likely that I'm spoken for. So this is what you're proposing? That we help release a hundred supervillains? Innocent people would be... Innocent people already are, Captain. Every day. If you were in an aircraft with the opportunity to drop a very big bomb on Berlin, would you do it? That's not my job. But I'm not sure we have the luxury of those kinds of morals anymore. What will you do? Once we are free of the complex, the survivors will scatter. Some will kill. Some will die. All will cause calamity and destruction amongst our mutual enemies in their own way. And possibly create enough confusion to cover our escape and get us out of Berlin, Captain. It does seem to be the only way. All right, Lieutenant. Get the boys. Tell them it's time to unleash hell.
And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, Episode 79, Flying Blind, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of A.J. Haygarth, Gregory Z. Cook, Brian Vaughn, Stephen Burley, Kevin Robinson, Christopher Mott, Hero Van Harten, Clarissa Dunetterlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre, and the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night!